Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to and hopefully enjoy. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. I've been gone for a few weeks on a work trip. Yes. Uh, the day before I left... Or was it the day I left? I can't remember either way. When, the, the day I left, yeah. we recorded a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then did, I forgot yeah. to upload it for like six days. So there's not <laughs> as long as a gap between these podcasts as I was, uh, I was fearing. But uh, here we go. Should we get into this? Okay, let's do it. What are we talking about today? Um, a book, which is... Um, I, always, I always mention this. I say, look, if you want me to, to, to read a book, listen to an audio book, do yeah. a review of something, yeah. go on to goodreads.com, go over to the, the, the community feature and you can find a group called SFBRP Listener Group. Yes. And there's a thread called books i would like to see reviewed it's now got up to like 15 pages or whatever yeah. um anyway back in august somebody um said uh oh who was it who first did it ryan i tentatively recommend the thing itself a literary sci-fi horror novel by adam roberts it plays a lot around with the ideas of philosopher kant and does some david mitchell like things i liked it uh, but it's hard for me to guess whether it would fit the tastes of the SFBRP. Seemed worth a mention. I'll note that the official blurb on Goodreads is badly written, so don't put too much stock in that. So, okay, so he recommended the thing itself. Thing itself. But it's literary sci-fi horror, and sure, I could do that. Also, I kind of know Adam Roberts. I've never read any fiction, I don't think, maybe some short stories or whatever. Um, but I know him more as someone who's written on the internet. And I don't even, not even in the last 10 years have I read his blog or whatever. But okay. I remember reading some stuff about him. He does like criticism and things like that. Okay. Um, and then Ori replied, he has a thematic sequel, The This, which is based on Hegel's philosophy. I've yet to read either, but I like the first chapter of The This. The This. The This. So that's like officially a sequel? Um, or is it's, it, how is it it's related? A thematic sequel. Thematic. So okay. two novels which are messing around with the same ideas. But they the are same, standalone novels. They're standalone novels. Yes. As far as I know, I didn't read the thing itself. I only read the this because I looked it up. It says uh, the thing it's or oh, the this is a bit more. Oh, where does it say here? Um, something, something, something. Oh, and then uh, yeah, a, a few, few bit, more people. Uh, yeah, are like Ryan and Ori and Eric and uh, Ryan. Oh, mostly Ryan and Ori had a conversation about this. Mm. They says I'm actually part way through the this right now, which I'm enjoying more than the thing itself. This is Ryan as well. It's more. It's more straight ahead science fiction with clever writing. Have to finish it before I can say whether or not it's recommended. And then he says, I'm now done with it. Definitely science fiction. Um, he says, the, the author says it's a follow-up to the thing itself, but it's more of an iteration on themes, so no actual plot connections. So it's not necessary to read the earlier book. Okay. Anyway, by the time he'd written that, I'd already decided on the this as right. my first one, because I'm not really interested in cosmic horror science fiction. Um, I'm much more interested in like more straight science fiction. Right. Um, and the philosophical stuff we can get onto in a minute. But yeah. the, the this is basically, well, here's the thing. Depending on how you read it, if you go, this is more straightforward science fiction, I'm not blaming Ryan or talking about what Ryan says to me or anything like that. Because if I, you go over to the Goodreads page, it's sort of like, the, this is a new social media platform everyone is talking about. Allow it to be injected into the roof of your mouth and it will grow into your brain. Allow you con to connect uh. with others without even picking up your phone. Its followers are growing. Its, detract its detractors say it's a cult. But for one journalist hired to do a puff piece interview with their CAO, CEO, it will change the world forever. Okay, so that's what the blurb says the book is about. Okay. However, 
in this and I just want to get straight into like the meat of this because we not we don't have a lot of time to mess around with yeah. this because this is meant to be like oh it's a di- and I read lots of other people's reviews after I finished this book okay. and they're all going into it like for me missing the point of the book or not missing the point of the book like they're saying oh it's Adam Roberts and Adam Roberts he's talking about philosophy and it's very difficult it's very literary it's very dense it was very mm-hmm. difficult because the, the the viewpoints are switching and all of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I was like did nobody read the first chapter of the book which is like the best bit of the book someone actually says here um uh, and that's still on the listener you know, group No, no. This is this is all of the people who didn't rate it very highly. This has only got a three point eight eight review yeah. on Goodreads. Okay, just quite low for a book for me to read because normally I want it to be at least yeah. well, what as I say three point seven five. Below that, it's a one star book. You know, yeah. this is getting into the place where like a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, this is." And I read read what people say about it because it's a it's a it's a novel which is grappling with Hegelian philosophy and it's dense with literary references and other stuff like yeah. that. Okay. People are expecting it to be difficult. And dense, and I read it, and I was like, "If you just believe what the book is saying, and just take for granted what the book is saying is what the book is about, it's not dense, it's not difficult." And I thought it was quite obvious in a way. Okay. <laughs> Because the first chapter I thought was like really, really great. So the first chapter is not about a social media network which you implant in the top of your mouth, and you, and it takes. So it's like it a in. short story before the book. Yeah, it's like a short story, but it's not a short story before the book. This is what the book is like. The book is. It doesn't start with like, oh, here's a prologue, and then let's get into the main stuff, which is about a social media network, a social media thing which is implanted into your brain, into the roof of your mouth, and takes over, and you become a cult. Yeah. It starts off with reincarnation it's called in the bardo and the bardo is the place kind of like the, not the purgatory but like the kind of holding place right where souls go yeah. between dying in one body and being reincarnated in the next right if you just believe that that is what the book is about because it starts with that and later on it goes back to in the bardo and there's more in the bardo stuff later on okay but if you just believe that there's reincarnation exists like the book tells you it exists yep. and if you believe that we're in a science fiction world where it's really clever actually because it starts off and it's going like in the bardo uh, like or it, it sort of someone lives through a life and it says what they are and how they die mm-hmm. and then what they are and how they die mm-hmm. and what they are And at one point it just goes, you are a farmer. You are a farmer. You are a farmer. And you're like, okay, I'm stuck in a thing where every all of my reincarnation, I'm just reincarnated into a different farmer in a place. And that's generation, that's, that spends generations since the dawn of agriculture all the way through to the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you're a farmer, you're a farmer. Oh, you are conscripted into the, into, the, uh, into the army and you die. And then you do this. And it's just, it's a very clever bit of writing, creative writing, very clever bit of writing yeah. about what it's like to experience life after life after life yeah. reincarnation after reincarnation yeah. reincarnation with a little bit in the sometimes a little bit in the bardo in between because okay. you're looking around and going wow okay well this is interesting and you're yeah. like well that life wasn't interesting or that life and it goes through and it tells you all these little stories about like oh you did this and uh, you played a trick on someone and they ran after you and beat you to death and you die and it's yeah. like lots of different ways of dying yeah And then, and then it's there's this clever turn. And again, I'm not giving too much. Hopefully, I'm not giving too much away. Because, but it, this is really good. Like, I would suggest anyone just read this first chapter because it's like really amazing stuff in here. Um, 
it goes it go and suddenly it's sort of like and then you go here and then you fly to venus and then you start trying to uh uh you know you die on venus trying to uh like you know i mean venus terraform, is hard. Ter- you're course. trying to terraform venus we and then you that. die and yeah. then you go here and then you die and then it go and suddenly the person like goes hmm it feels like we're are we in the future now like the, literally the the person the 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 soul the the being in the bardo is going are we in the future now and then it carries on and you get this amazing deep future history view of what somebody could experience if they keep going into the future and I don't want to give it away but it's there's some really really great like really fun science fictional ideas in there because of course you can do because anything can happen because you're only having one sentence about any one person's life right and then you know you are this and and it goes to the point sort of like you are now a quantum engineer and you're going down onto the surface of a hydrogen or a helium atom and you're going to uh uh, you know, and you're going to set up a society on the surface of a helium atom. But when you get there, you realize other, some other, someone else has already done this on your helium atom. And I'm like, it's like really what? fun. No, it's really on an atom. Yeah, like whatever. But it doesn't. It doesn't have to make sense because it's just showing the scope of 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 human history. Right. Maybe not even human history, but what what history can be for a reincarnated soul that goes all the way throughout history. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, great. And then he and he goes, well, I've reached the end of human future history. Oh, I start back at the, again at the beginning again. Mm-hmm. And then the soul lives through another series of lives from you know, like the, the dawn of consciousness of man all the way through to the end of human history mm-hmm. and then does it again. Mm-hmm. And, do, and you realize, oh, it's the same soul going over, living these different lives to the point where in two of the stories that we heard, you know, like you played a, you played a physical trick on somebody and he came down and beat you up until mm-hmm. you died. Later on, it says these people play a trick on you and you, you know, you grab the kid who played the trick on you and beat him up and he he died. And then later you die or whatever like that. And you're like, and there's another one where like, oh, and you stabbed your master in the back because of something. And then later on, it's like, and you were stabbed in the back by this. And you realize, okay, so if reincarnation is true, Mm -hmm. but there's more people alive now than there were in the past. And here's the here's the, the 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 idea that it's grappling with here in the first chapter. Is it if you're if if there's more souls alive now mm-hmm. than there were in the past, where did the extra souls come from? Yeah, that are in our bodies now. Yeah, where where they need to be, and it turns out, well, if you actually, you know, there's two ways of doing this. Souls can travel backwards in time. Okay, in the bardo, yeah. so you can die in the future, come back, and take over another life somewhere else. Yeah. Um, or if you just say there's only, you could say it this way, if you go to the extreme, there's only one soul and that soul lives through everyone's lives and then goes back to the start and lives through everyone. So actually everybody has it only one soul. Mm-hmm. And uh, and depending on where they come back into existence, then yeah. that is where they then start again. Yeah, that's where they start again. Mm-hmm. Like, in, But if you don't remember everything between the, you dying and like, because the soul doesn't actually have to have memory, like you don't remember your previous incarnation. Mm-hmm. Look, anyway, all of this to say is if you just say, if you just believe that this is true, mm-hmm. like this religious idea of of there only being one soul and we're all one soul and there's only one conscious being. Yeah. Uh, it, only one conscious soul or one conscious being in all of humanity or whatever. Okay, 
keep that in mind, and then go into, here's a near future science fiction story set 20 years in the future when there's been economic collapse and AIs have taken over everything and there's no creative writing except for some humans who are just sort of like small inputs into artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. news reporting kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's social networks like Twitter, which you can get implanted into the top of your mouth. And that's called the this, you know. Yes. Um, and then if that's there, what would it be like there? But all in the t- back of my head, I'm going, yeah, but what about this? And again, this is me being overly obvious reading going, right. So the characters that we have here, if I take for granted that all of these are reincarnated people and they can be the same people on both sides. When is this going to play out? Because this happens twice in the in the Bardo section at the start, that somebody is on both sides. One person kills somebody and their reincarnated soul comes back into the other person. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So all the time I was like, okay, so we meet our main character. His name is Rich or he's, he's known as Rich and he's pathetic and I'm going through and he starts going through life and some weird stuff starts happening. I'm like, OK, so which one of these people is going to be him reincarnated on mm-hmm. the other side? Mm-hmm. And uh, but at that point, I was thinking I was expecting too much of it because that doesn't really come up until like the the last few bits of the chapter where it's explained like, oh, what's his connection over here? So I'm like, ah, but if we've all got the same soul and it goes back, maybe information can travel back in time or you know this kind of like and that was the connection that it was sort of like this connection between because on the loops through we were on the same and i was like you mentioned that was in chapter one and i was getting really annoyed with it being like all this difficult and philosophical stuff because it it doesn't mean anything you know like a few podcasts ago i was talking about how you know when i was growing up growing up in a christian home i'd be like i'd find some christian science fiction and it would be really annoying because at the end it was sort of like, and God wanted it that way. And, or there was a miracle. And I'm like, that's not satisfying because it doesn't, like nothing in between means anything up until, and it was solved by a miracle. And you're like, but they weren't tested. Like what was, like they didn't have to do anything along the way for that miracle to to come along and okay. help out. And right. what we have in this book is various characters trying to do stuff and trying to achieve stuff, but it doesn't actually matter i know it's weird to say this nothing in those whole middle section of the book matters at all to the first chapters yeah and the last chapters because basically the middle chapters could have been a one sentence in the yeah. first chapter yeah and that's kind of like okay. the best parts of this book for me are this is this cha- no actually put it this way not the best parts it feels like there's two different stories being told here. Right. One, which is the, in the Bardo, we're being all reincarnated over and over again. And yep. what would that mean for humanity? And how could that interplay from the past into the future? And what if there's another alien race that comes along? And later on, it's sort of like, and maybe there's different dimensions. What would it be like if one of these um, right. absolute souls yep. um, comes over from a different dimension? And then what would that, would there be tension there? You know, all of that really crazy, like, Let's literally take literal reincarnation and souls for real and do science fiction at that level. Right. And I'm like, yes, let's go for it. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's this bit, which is the blurb about that this is a new social media platform everybody's talking about. And that felt for me like a not I wouldn't want it to be like one chat, one line in the bardo of somebody's life. But it felt like if you're going to concentrate on that, I don't know, there just needed to be like that needed to be like integrated more into it yes because if you then suddenly have something with this much of uh, a focus 
yeah. you would want the impact to be great. Yeah, it says here, but right? for one journalist hired to do a puff piece interview with their CEO, it will change the world forever. And then you're just like, it. Th- one, no, it doesn't change the world forever. It doesn't change the world for him. I mean, it does, but it's sort of like at the end. Let me just bring up the um. If, if actually, if I bring up the audio book here, on um, do I still have it downloaded here? Right. Uh, downloaded. I, I want to just inter inter uh, inter inter intersect something yeah. here. I don't know, uh, Adam Roberts. Yeah. But you know how that sounds like. What? It's he had to put something in that's a story about himself. Let's get onto that in a second. Let's get. I just that. wanted to put that out because I had it in my head, and I think this is what's happening here. This is why this is this word. This is why this gets so much attention because this is literally. It's like uh, uh, the book where you have uh, the writer uh, being the important person. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me bring let me bring that up here in a second. But so here it goes. In the Bardo, thirty four minutes. That first chapter. Great. Again, everyone should just like if you get a chance, just read the first chapter yeah. of this. Do it. It's great. And then we get rich. By such means we achieve veneration. Uh, that's another kind of cool short story, which uh, like none of the characters come back. Then you get richer, and then chapter six is richest. You get rich, richer, richest, you know, as you go through. And then you get um, the elegy for Fenno Woman and Fenno Man mm-hmm. and, and, and Xanadu. And these are some of these other ones. You get 2084, which is like not 1984, but it's 2084. Yeah. This bit comes on. And that's like a 41. And then you get Xanadu and in the Bardo again. And then it ends. And I'm like, actually, what I needed here is like I needed this to be like about a four hour story right. rather than a let me go over to Adam Robert the, the, the sorry the, the this here so it's it's a 10 hour story which it's a 10 hour audio it's a 10 hour e-book, 25 uh, minute audiobook, audiobook yeah. which has got a novel it's got a six hour near future what about the this a social media network you know sort of like the more dystopian future cyberpunk stuff going on there yeah with the you know the battle and that does play into it because once the this becomes you know more like as a as a group mind and self-aware in a way there's this right. fun stuff about the rest of humanity battling against them and there's some fun you know sort of like uh old man's war or like uh you know ender's game or whatever it is you know the military science fiction mm. you know like the starship mm-hmm. troopers mm. um forever war kind of thing where they're going all right this person's got to sign up and he's born again hard because he was you know a, a waster and then he joins the space marines and right. then goes off to venus or whatever he's gonna do you know there's a, a, some fun bits of that in there so you've got okay so we've got this philosophical stuff which is all good yeah we've got this near future stuff which is actually there's nothing wrong with it if that's what you want yeah you've also got the cyberpunk like um you know sort of like more distant futurey kind of like uh you know we're gonna terraform venus and and have space marines yeah. and that's there as well and then it loops back around and goes oh remember that important stuff which l- maybe it isn't important for the rest of the novel but luke thought it was important because i was like oh there's this person who's 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 um you know he's uh what do you call it reincarnated and he's on both sides so he was the person who he beat up and killed and he was the person like who you know he's both sides of these and things and that was all yeah. all of the stuff in my brain and at the end they're like actually that didn't matter and actually all this other stuff didn't seem to matter and i'm like 
Adam Roberts, you're being difficult on purpose. And that's what a lot of my frustration with this book comes down to, because it's it's there's no reason why this couldn't have been like an interesting philosophical. Let's talk about like uh, like an absolute soul or an absolute ideal or mm-hmm. an absolute stuff. And later on, what happens if there's two absolutes and they're fighting against each other? Because then it doesn't make sense because there can't be two absolutes. Yeah. So one of them has to come from the future, yeah. maybe from an alien race, maybe from a different dimension. There's some really great stuff to grapple with. But all of that is like weighed down by this, hey, let's do cyberpunk, um, mm. you know, dystopian future, like people have got chips in their brain. Mm. Which is also trying to play with this, you know, with this, uh, you know, the this and this Hegelian philosophy, which I don't want to get into now because it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. Like the thing about this kind of philosophy when, you know, these German philosophers and all this different kind of stuff, it it's all bullshit. And we all know it's all bullshit because we've moved on. It's like going, what if phlogiston was real and eth- and the ether was real and stuff? Yeah. And like, okay, there's good science fiction to be had by saying, okay, maybe ether is real. Or, you know, like lots of authors have done this. And, you know, in steampunk comes yeah. from that where like, what if the ideas that we had about technology in the, you know, in the... 18th century and 19th century what if they were real you know and you can do that like i don't have any issue with that that idea but philosophy has moved on or rendered it obsolete science has moved on and rendered it obsolete like there isn't anything left in that like german you know hegelian whatever you want to say which is even remotely relevant to today so you can put in as many references in as you want and address it all you want but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't help anyone to think about that stuff anymore. And when you say that, do you do you do you talk about us or do you talk about yeah, people in the it's book? It's useless. Like it, it, what it comes down to is people noodling in circles for hours and hours and hours and pages and pages and pages. Like again, I'm not talking about this book specifically, but it's not clever to think about that stuff anymore. It's it's literally going how many how many uh, you know how many uh, angels can dance on the head of the pin you know pin of a head it's like yes. it's okay. like any sufficiently advanced phil- philosophy in this direction is indistinguishable from religion yes. you know that's what I'm saying yeah. it's like indistinguishable from just and saying this is, I mean I get, you already mentioned this uh, and it mentioned in the blurb yeah. that the, the, this thing that this whatever the network this. thing um, is in this in this context being put on the same level as a cult. And yeah, it's well, like, that, that's, you know, that's yeah. kind of playing into this. It's more like a kind of like a Scientology thing or like a, well, not so much Scientology. It's like if you've got something in your head which allows you to communicate with each other. Yeah. And again, there is lots of really good stuff in the near future. What about the this? And it's creepy and it's great. Like the creepiness of people who are communicating with each other. I find that in the head. awful. It's it's. All of that, like I say, this this six hour of cyberpunk dystopian future stuff mm. is actually really good stuff as well. Right. But it in the end, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't go anywhere because in the end, you're like, and what was the connection between Adam and why were the this really interested in, in not Adam, sorry, in Rich. Rich. Yeah, Adam is, Aiden is someone else. But Rich, like, what was the connection there? And I was like... It, but it could just be that. And in the end, it's revealed. And the real connection and why they were really so in is because blah, 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 philosophy. And I was like, you can't just pay off a story. <laughs> I was like getting really annoyed with the book because I'm like, it doesn't In the end, I spent six hours with Adam, Aiden and Rich and none of it was worth it. Wait, there's really an Adam in this book. There's an, there's an Adam and Eve, but Adam is actually oh. Elegy, who's like the Eve phone friend person, whatever. Again, I, I don't want to give away all of this stuff because there is fun stuff in this book. Right. 
but it's weighed down by having to prop up this other idea. Right. And I think Adam Adam Roberts, just by the writing in this book, this is my first novel that I've ever read by him. It really annoyed me because he's trying to be difficult. Do you understand? Yes. He's trying to be literary and it's sort of like, and now we completely swerve over in this other direction. I read some other people's reviews and they're like, and then 1984 comes out of nowhere and there's this pastiche of 1984 and Eurasia is talking to East Asia and, mm-hmm. and Oceania. And, but one of them is not important. But they, And it's this, again, I don't want to give it too much away, but it's a very clever way of thinking. Like if there's a hive mind that's conscious in its own right. Yeah and everybody's just doing their job like an ant colony isn't that a bit like the society in 1984 so it's like it's sort of like saying it's using the framing of 1984 to talk about a a consciousness or a being which is larger than humans but still conscious in its own right yeah yeah i want to just intersect something in here yeah i i don't know when this book is from i don't know how uh, what how many books he had written before yeah. uh, and even after. Maybe this feels, the books. way you're telling me this, feels so much like two things. One is very much gatekeeping. You only really understand and get this if you have quite a high level of education, as in you must like to really get to what this is supposed to be without being frustrated yeah. by something. You have to have quite a literary understanding of uh, books that you have consumed already. And also like gone even further, like educated yourself in in the higher education of philosophy and like gone, like you have to have already thought about these things because otherwise this book sounds very inaccessible. And, and let He's me, no, intentionally no, no, no. Want, being inaccessible, I, that's yes. what I'm saying. And there's what, the, the, like, yes, you can be intentionally inaccessible, but then I find that really, really selfish. And yeah, it's gatekeeping. You should try reading Hegel. I, no, no, I, I have, I have, <laughs> I have read and like d- d- turned my head around philosophy and stuff. Like I, I have read um, other books that tried this, but they were written to be accessible to for people to get yeah. into. Think about this. Look, yeah. there's this idea. This person had that idea. Now you try and get your head around this and think about all these different things. This is the kind of like, we want people to think about it and we want people to access this mm. and we want people to expand their minds about all the different ideas that people had in the past. Um, and the second thing is that I think this is just self-indulging as in uh, with this, what I said before, he, he wrote wrote literally himself into a Okay, a, let's a get story. on to that. Let's get on to that. Uh, of, uh, uh, yes, his name is Adam and there's someone in the book called Aiden. I don't mind people bringing in like ideas and, um, you know, having fun games to play for, for the readers to play, to pick up on references and stuff like that. No problem at all about that. I even did it to come back to like novels that I wrote in 2008, 15 years ago when yeah. I was writing my own fiction, I even did the same kind of thing. Yeah. That if you actually pay attention yeah. to not all of the names, but all of the like the true names of different people, I'm there's there's a there is a there is a, a larger play going on which is trying to reference some mythic stuff. Okay. So if you know, you know, but the, you can read it without without this knowledge no, and no, still yeah, enjoy it. You can read it right? without the knowledge and also. If you do get the references, it, they're not punching you in the face references. Yeah. I will now reveal. No, I won't. I will guess. I will ask you. Let's talk about this. This the main character or one of the main characters, Rich. He's called Rich 
but actually that was his middle name because his real middle name is Richard. His first his name. His real name is Richard. Yeah, that's kind ri- of obvious. Ri- no, his real middle name is Richard. Okay. Yeah. His first name is Alan. Yeah. And his last name is Rigby. Okay. If I say the name Rigby, what comes up to you? Rigby. Rigby. Where do you know the word Rigby from? Uh, I've heard it before, but I... Maybe a Beatles song. Yeah. Alan Rigby. Yes. His name is Alan R. Rigby. Yeah. Alan R. Rigby. Yeah. And he's a very lonely Eleanor person. Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. He is Alan R. Rigby. Okay. Alan R. for yeah. Rich. Yeah. Rigby. Alan R. Rigby. Yes. Okay. And he's a very lonely person. And this book is written in 20... Is, was written last year. In okay. 2002. Okay. And it's 2002? A, sorry. 2022. 2022. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely a post-lockdown book. Or it's a book written in lockdown. Okay. It's very much about loneliness. And this is actually what... When, when I actually got onto these different reviews here yeah. of, of this. And I actually read... Uh, maybe it's... Uh, yeah, Ryan himself. Um, you know, it seemed... Uh, uh, Alan, uh, he puts it here, is Alan Rich Rigby. If you're a Beatles fan, you get who gets the hint, even if you're not. You'll recognize Rich as an exemplar of the loneliness epidemic that's been much dis- discussed in the recent mm-hmm. years yes. in the press. And that is true. This is, if you want to do the near future stuff and be like, oh, yes, I'm living alone, but social media gives me the ideas of... Yeah. Uh, it gives me the feeling of being connected. Yeah. But it's not real connection. Or is it real connection? But is it real connection? But does real connection require smell and touch and other physical stuff? Or is connection, which is purely by seeing things, mm-hmm. is that enough? Yeah. And there's these really fun explorations of this. Again, I don't want to get too much into it because that is, in the end, what the book is about for right. me. All of this six hours worth of the book, which isn't about the, you know, which isn't so blatantly about the, you know, in the bardo and the philosophy stuff. Yeah. There's this really, really good near future science fiction about Adam Roberts and how, sorry, about Alan Rigby and how lonely he was during the like lockdowns or whatever, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of really good, really funny, really clever, really you know interesting writing and that's what you know ryan talks about here as well it's sort of like you know um uh, and then later on there's aiden as well who's like and this is another 200 years in the future and aiden is even lonelier and is even more reliant on his devices there's this great thing i'm not going to go into now but there's these fiends which are like phones but they're like full-size human robots and when you want to have a conversation with something their their face changes into the person who you're having a conversation with right and he goes and says Look, I know this is this is really annoying because when I'm having sex with my robot, like the face keeps changing to my mother's face, and I don't like it. And I'm oh. like, hey, there again. It's re- there's some really good, fun science fictional stuff about technology, right? Social media, yep. loneliness, what people give up yep. to, to to what people are giving up to 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 get past that loneliness, yep. or what what you know what it can social media help and that's what i have to do now is i have to go through quite a few people that follow on instagram who's you know they're jugglers or musicians or whatever and i really want to you know follow along with what they're doing but their instagram stories become just self-help like oh no i need to get through my anxiety or you know social anxiety or all these different kind of stuff and they're just posting social anxiety memes or self-help memes or self-affirmation memes and i'm like 
that isn't what I want social media for in my life. I like to see people juggle and riding bikes or, you know, whatever my hobbies are, interests are. Like, I don't use social media as a way of trying to make human connections between people, you know, in that same way. Um, And this book is really grappling with that in a really deep way, which I've not seen science fiction do before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really good. Um, I mean, it is because this was written during pandemic times. uh, So you couldn't have seen this done before because we've never had this kind of impactful thing before. Yeah. The thing is, I like thinking about these things because I do think about them all the time. Yeah. The way that the pandemic and our life circumstances interacted Mm. leads to certain in my opinion, deterioration of society, not just for us, not just for where we live and the country we live in, but for all society. So far that I was thinking, I was um, on Friday, I was cycling to a different part. I went to Kavi and I yeah. uh, had some doctor's appointments. And yeah. so I w- that was a day out for me because I had scheduled stuff. The only time I'm actually really doing anything is if I'm scheduling stuff yeah. because I for several reasons, don't have the energy to just go out and do stuff. So I'm scheduling things. And then I went into a restaurant and had lunch there. Yeah. And then I was thinking, what happened to the societies where we had um, shared things? Like we had communal bathrooms, communal baths, Mm. like in the Roman times and in in, in Japan. And we had... Or just the village store where everyone goes and everyone chats when they're buying stuff at the village store. So by having these communal places where people don't all take everything and individualize it everybody has their bathroom everybody has their kitchen everybody has their car everybody has their house everybody has their own place but by having by forcing people to use communal places they also would meet each other and they would meet on people that they don't agree with but because they're meeting there and because they do meet all the different kinds of people, yeah. the level of how you interact is mm. so different to what's happening at the moment right now. The level of how there's one person putting something out and then they get masses of input. It's mm. always one way, right? Somebody yeah. puts something out and then they get like people yeah, it's, that's the thing, especially on, in like social media now. Yes. It's sort of like the people who you're actually wanting to follow are the influencers, you know, because they're actually putting out the stuff. They, you know, the influencers putting out some one thing every day or you know interesting stuff every day. But you can't have a personal connection with no. the influencer no. because it's it's a one sided yes. uh, relationship. Oh, it's a one directional relationship. Yes, yes. So the only way you can do is only following people who are exactly the same follower level and count as you and level as you, yep. and you can all thumbs up and you reckon anyone who puts a commented or something but that doesn't that's just not how things you know that's weirdly that isn't how things work yes social media wise so i i totally understand the and then this is this is this is philosopher this is a philosophical um thoughts about how you look at the life and in in this yeah the, the the isolation of um social media the isolation of a pandemic the isolation of uh humans yeah um, getting further and further away from each other. Um, but and- here's the thing: is there a technological solution to that? So, if we put an implant into into the top of our mouths and we connect each other, 
what would the social connection be if you didn't have to type things into your phone for other people to read? You could just think them and then other people can just receive those thoughts from you. Is it better for for us to become a hive mind and never be lonely ever again? And uh, look at all those lonely people. Yeah, but are and you are you really not lonely? I'm saying and that's the question. The book is grappling yeah. with this, it's, and it's that's a, what's really good about the book. It's a good exploration. There's 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 like four good things about this book. Yeah, which brings me back to. Maybe author insert, but I think Adam Roberts isn't doing so much an author insert. He wants this book to be about unpleasant people and writing a novel about people who are lonely because they're not very nice or not very kind or not very good, mm. not very pleasant people. Maybe they're selfish. Maybe they're stupid. They're just not very intelligent. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to hang around them. Maybe they're, you know, they're bad people and they're, you know, sex addicts or they're, you know, or whatever it's going to be. Adam Roberts is making this difficult. He's It feels like he's intentionally making it difficult to enjoy this book by having like the two main characters who you're following along with for like long, big parts of this book. Like mm. you're with them and experiencing the world with them being such useless wasters, you know, okay. being really like sad people who just don't have lives and don't have. They are sad because they're lonely people. Because, you know, they're, it's lone, they're lonely, you know what I mean? And they're sad. And you're having to spend a lot of time with people who aren't particularly nice, not very sympathetic, lonely, sad, and... Okay, and you're just going to spend two and a half hours with this person. Okay. If you're like, hey, why don't we make these books more accessible? You're like, yeah, great. Make the main characters likable. But then if they're likable characters, maybe it'll be easy for other people to go, actually, I want to hang out with that person. Maybe it's easier for them to have a relationship with someone. Right. Maybe Again, I'm not saying that everybody who is currently single in their 40s is, is an unpleasant person. You know, maybe they just, you know, life just, you know, maybe they're not interested in finding someone. Maybe they're, you know, they don't feel the loneliness of it or whatever like that. Again, there's no judgment in this way but adam roberts by putting these characters in who are like intentionally difficult to like characters yeah is intentionally making he's making many decisions to make the book more complicated and unpleasant to read and to spend time with characters than i think the 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 than most readers would like would like I think it's like intent. It's like when we're talking about these juggling routines that we that we uh, yeah. that we're seeing, and I yeah. show you this video, and I'm like, oh, here's a cool thing. And you're like, I had to watch it without the music because the music was so unpleasant. It's like, yeah. yes, because these so many jugglers, they want to be taken seriously as artists. Yeah. But if their work, if their juggling tricks, which is you know all of it's just playing with plastic toys, like playing with balls and and you know hoops and rings and clubs and you know you're yeah. just playing with plastic stuff and and doing physics games, if you want to say like mm. skill physics skill physics based skill games and f to make fun patterns which are interesting to watch for people yeah. it's like really the opposite of highbrow like juggling is the opposite of highbrow yeah so quite a few jugglers who want to be taken seriously as artists they want to put something in which is then difficult for so like the audience has to like grapple Endure with it, it yeah. and so quite a few mm. jugglers not naming don't need to name any names here maybe we'll do a pod i wanted to do a podcast about this the juggling podcast you mm -hmm. know talking about some of these issues yeah. you know juggling that's difficult to watch or juggling yeah. that's hard dot 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 to okay. watch keep you know. that aside so i'm just saying that they they intentionally make things difficult yeah by 
never acknowledging the audience, never smiling, never making a human personal connection, being very introverted and making only like having to be dressed all in black and then the props are white because, you know, color. Oh, no, no, no. Color is too mainstream. Color is too accessible. We're only going to have white stuff and maybe they'll like they won't have any music or it'll like the soundtrack will be difficult, you know, or the lighting just shine lights in people's eyes. It's like, yeah, if you want people to really enjoy this juggling, they've got to earn it by looking into these bright lights and not quite being able to see what's going on, you know. Yeah. And Adam Roberts, he, he knows what he's doing. He's like, ah, you know, Hegel was like, you know, so dense that you can't even read the words. Like the sentences are just really long with made up terms and just going, and what is the, what, you know, is the, what is the this? And you get down to just like, and in the end, it's all bullshit. It's all just playing with plastic toys. It's yes. all just like, hey, let's put the words together in this direction and let's put it together. That's all Hegel is doing. So you know, it's all just creative writing exercises. What is? Hegel. All of it. It doesn't, it, it's nothing. The this, the this that's at the bottom of it isn't, there isn't anything there because it's all just human language. So like, what does belief mean? It's like belief, there isn't anything beyond what's in someone's head of what belief means. There yeah. isn't anything outside of our head which, where belief does anything or has any impact. It Belief only exists in the in our brain chemistry. Yeah. There isn't anything beyond our brain chemistry. Yes. Like, there isn't. It's like with juggling. It's sort of like, well, when you stop juggling, does the juggling still exist? It's like, that's not a question. Like, there isn't... Like, when you get down to the... What the phenomenon is at the bottom of it, and that's all you know what these people are going, sort of like, oh, what's the, what's the platonic ideal of this kind of stuff? When you get down to it, it's like, you're not actually saying anything that means anything. And you say... so. You're just saying meaningless shit to the world to make it's a it's just games that you're playing and to make the games feel serious. What you've got to do, you know, is is make it look serious. And so you come up with other words and make it really dense and stuff. And it's just people fucking around with plastic toys. Right. I have two things to say. Okay. Oh, and just one. Okay. There are two things, or in books that we have read that came out during or after the pandemic right. shows that people are traumatized. Right. People are, yeah, broken. Because <laughs> either they went into the direction of uh, smooth, hugging, cuddly books... Yeah. Or they went in this direction. No, I think I, I don't. I think I think there's just nothing in between. I think people are just utterly broken now. I'd, uh, you, okay. Sure, I don't think that's true at all. The thing is, I can't read this literally this one book that I've ever read by Adam Roberts right. and go because he wrote this in twenty. Oh, it was published in twenty twenty two. Means he wrote it in twenty twenty one, and he was lonely and so this. No, it's it's very current in that way. Weirdly enough, though, it's actually not current enough because. It's grappling with this kind of thing where like, oh, if a social media is bigger than any one person, that it's like this mind that everybody is contributing to yeah. or whatever it is. It's actually, there isn't just one, there isn't one consciousness at the at the back of it. Mm. Reality is crazier than science fiction in this way because yeah. he's, they actually say the this and he's sort of like, oh, the this. Wow. That's such a like dumb Silicon Valley. Oh, what's the latest startup? We all have a stupid name called The This. You know what is more stupid than The This? Don't say it. X. X 
this is more stupid. It doesn't okay. like you can't do. You, you it's, have to it's, calm down. No, it's because, this thing where you can't. You can't no, do satire. This is, but this is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, about by now <laughs> humanity is broken it's, and this no, is the best no, 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 no. And here's way the thing, to tell because it's all talking about like you can't if if more than one like it's not one person like consciousness exists elon musk by buying twitter and running it with the brain of one human being mm. has killed or is in the process of killing what twitter could be like like the the vibe of this this what twitter could was, be where it wasn't where it was heading well, where it was where it could have been heading and the idea of like oh yeah like it's, it's like a consciousness or you know sort of that the whole you know what is uh you know don't be the main character or no what is it the main character of the day you know like the like the the stuff all the stuff that happens on twitter you know yeah. like the swarms and the like who are we gonna yeah you know, but just the for me twitter was always the phenomenon that I, at some point, went to Twitter first yeah. to find out about something, an event right. or a news yeah, yeah, yeah. or like something. What people call it the hive mind. Yeah. But the point is, the hive mind can only work if one person isn't in charge yeah. and being so domineering on it. Oh, yeah. So weirdly enough, this book is so 2022 that it's got all the stuff about being on social media and stuff up until the point where a single all-powerful richest man in the world buys something and then is too controlling of it it breaks the hive mind do right. you understand yeah this this book is has now even though it was released in 2022 and i'm reading it in 2023 it already feels out of date because the thing that the this is meant to being like like addressing sort of like the hive mind the like forever scrolling on tiktok or whatever you do um it's it, it like one of the main things it's been talking about. So I'm like, oh, this is like Twitter, but it's got an even stupider name. The new name for Twitter is even stupider than the this. <laughs> yes. Because yes. X marks a spot. What does X mean? X might as it might as it's like Elon Musk read this and was sort of like, ah, oh, the this is a stupider name for Twitter. Can I come up with an even stupid? I think he just. I think it's just because he owned the name X.com. I think he sort of like just ha happened to have a, a one-letter domain lying around. Was like, worst, let's use that. Worst idea like, ever. Oh my goodness! It's it's. It, but anyway, that's a, that's an aside because again, this book isn't addressing the idea of a hive mind being taken over by an all-powerful being like yeah. Elon Musk is. If we're talking about consciousness yeah. and all this other kind of stuff or godlike stuff, which the things that go on later on in this book. Anyway, we wanted this to be a short episode. I accidentally ranted about how. And and here's the thing: I still don't know what's 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 your stand with this book. Do you, do you recommend people read this? Do you what's your rating? Look, there's a lot of good stuff in this book. If you want a fun, if you want a fun like, hey, let's do whatever philosophy or whatever like that. You're like, okay, that can work, mm -hmm. but. It, it, that is in this book also if you want like the blurb says hey the this is the new social network if you want that i guess you you, you can get that out but you're going to be disappointed because there isn't there's really, other things there's there's and also there's no pay there's no it doesn't feel like there's any real payoff to those stories but are they connected yes yeah very everything's very connected okay of course there is, because everybody has got the same soul that's going right. through history. Okay. Maybe. Maybe until the aliens or the alternate dimensions or the time travel Whatever people turn up later in, on. In the thing. It's very wide ranging. It's, the thing is, it's intentionally difficult. 
if you like intentional difficulty, you'll you might like this book. Right. Maybe this is so a this five is star... not an in between read. This is the read. Yeah, this is the read. Like, yeah, this is not the this is. And I went into it like I read that first chapter and I was like, this is going to be the most amazing book. And then I read the next chapter and I was like, this could be a five star. But as I got into it, I was like, ah, I like literally like at, at two and a half chapters in, I was already like, right, I can see where this is going. And there's only so many things that can happen here. And also, crucially, and this is really crucial, I don't give a fuck about Hegelian uh, philosophy and all these German philosoph- philosophers enough to even engage with it on the level that they want to be engaged with Hmm. you know there's some fun little references and sort of like and she had 32 teeth and i was like sure i get that reference and there's going to be like 20 other references that i don't get because you know yeah of course she's got 32 teeth why wouldn't she have 32 teeth and you're like well aristotle said that women have fewer teeth than men and i was like yeah i get the gag on that gag and i get the eleanor rigby gag and i get that they're listening to Beatles, and i get that they're listening to the you know the police and the i'm so lonely song and and i get that they're like they're going oh abby normal and i was like in the movie young frankenstein which is the movie which i really don't find funny at all i didn't find that funny at all because when he's saying i look back at the clip and i'm like it's a badly acted scene in a movie and you're thinking it's really funny and like the whole novel revolves around cultural references like the police the beatles like young frankenstein i'm like this isn't for me like those cultural references aren't for me especially when i'm being beaten over the head with it because if the main character if if a character if a human is called eleanor rigby sorry alan rigby and their middle initial is r like you don't go through life. People don't. Call, people when the, when you were having the like descriptions of people taking the piss out of you when you're at college. Nobody is calling you rich. Everyone's calling you Eleanor Rigby and saying, "Hey, lonely guy" or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, there isn't anyone. It reminded me of the um, of the movie uh, um, uh, Endless. Endless sunshine for a spotless mind. Yeah, where Clementine is the the the, the main character. Yeah, and or one of the two main characters, and she's a Clementine, and and and, and she's like, you're not going to do a joke about this. It. Like, no, I don't know. What do you mean a joke? I don't know any jokes. I like, I don't know any songs about Clementine. She's like, oh my darling, oh my darling, oh my darling, Clementine. He's like, nope, never heard that song in my life. And of course, we find out later, uh, he's had that. He's had every everything Clementine related removed from his brain. So that's the whole thing. Like, if there is something like someone's called Luke. Skywalker. If someone was literally called Luke S. Walker or Luke Skywalker or whatever it would be, you can't then talk about them saying, oh, and everyone would say, Luke over there, Luke over there. It's like, no, everybody would do what my life has been, which is, I am your father. You know, I am your father. You are my father. Are you my father? You know, all of the different, you know, the force is with you. The fork is with you. All of the stuff that I've grown up with, I don't believe anyone could be called Eleanor Rigby in a world where popular music exists, because they don't talk about the Beatles, but they do talk about the police. And, you know, all of this different stuff. And I was like, it doesn't, like, all of that stuff actually got in the way of yeah. me enjoying the book. Right. Later on, when Father Mackenzie turns up, I, I even kind of put it out of my brain, sort of like, no, no, I don't want to think about what who Father Mackenzie is going to be. Yeah. Because knowing the song reference, and it actually maybe isn't, for, but in the, it got to the point where I didn't want to think too hard about the names. Yeah. Because thinking too hard about the names, and then at one point it's sort of like, oh yeah, and his name's Adam and Eve. It's like, no, it's Aiden and Elegy. And it's sort of like, hmm, why did I say Abbott, Adam and Eve? And I'm like, don't do that in my face, Adam Roberts. You can't just like do your, you know, yeah. literary dick swinging and smack me in the face with it. You've got to be more subtle than that yeah. i brought up literary dick swinging i'm not going to mention it again okay but i do i do get what how old is he i don't know 
never, because, never because this feels so crucial to all these kind of yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it f- uh, he was born 1965 so yeah. he is kind of slightly older um yeah. uh, kind of what i thought older gen x kind yeah. of guy and i think from what you described he's trying very hard to be the i honestly wish <laughs> he know. would have tried less hard yeah like just give me a novel about social media and loneliness or, or give me a or novel just something about philosophy or, or just yeah, or give me a philosophy idea where you're going okay what if what if the bardo was a thing yeah. and uh, and there was an absolute and what would it mean that there's an absolute yeah. in a world where time travel exists can there that's be two absolutes fun, that's can actually there be quite a, a fun thought I, you know all of that thought experiment. Experiment. but then in the end all those th- fun thought experiments only took up like an hour two hours yeah. you know there's a bit of 1984 diversion there's a fun bit about okay. venus and and I really like the, there's some really good stuff yeah, but about it feels too much the, 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 the Venus part I loved all of that part you know but it doesn't cohere into a novel and Adam Roberts is intentionally making it not cohere you right. know what I mean yeah. he's intentionally trying to make it difficult yeah but why not just do uh, do all that as individual sh- short stories because in a, a short novel story is connection. more meaningful nah no, no, it's the same kind of thing. The juggling people, they always want to, they can't just do a juggling act surrounded by other jugglers and some of them are doing some fun juggling and other ones doing Diablo and then you get an area like and stuff like that. The serious jugglers have to, they have to do their own show. That to be serious, you know, it's like that, I'm not going to say who, but we uh, I saw this show at the British Juggling Convention. You include convention. yourself into this as well. No, yeah. no, yes, of course I include myself into this. Like to be taken serious as a pr- proper juggler, you have to have like a solo show, which is like an artistic statement or a theatrical statement yeah like you can't be one sketch along many sketches because if you do like you can't there's no there's not really a thing where i mean this could be that these things could have been short stories in a short story collection but they don't have the same weight as somebody paying you know 11 euros 99 for for a mm. book or spending an audible credit on it yes you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah there I is understand. weight that yes. comes with length and mm and depth and density which you can't do to play oh that should have just been like four short stories but it only like the statement only works but i think overall the statement is incoherent or there's put it this way there's two different statements being made by a novel they get in each other's way and i don't think they cohere together wrapped up in cultural pop references which i don't appreciate and actually diminish my enjoyment of novel because you can't just call your main character alan rigby and talk about how he's so lonely all the time and where all the lonely people are I'm like it's it's one not clever that enough really for me two me just, trying to be too clever for me that really just makes me it feels like a dad joke it is a joke I don't mind All dad jokes the, like most of what you explained to me here feels like it's dad jokes with uh, wanting to be philosophically philosophically meaningful I don't mind no. if people really enjoy oh one last thing that I wanted to say all and this is what I'm trying to get what I was trying to get at before I was reading through all these other people's things about it you know yeah. and lots of people are giving it to uh, you know uh, the book begins as one thing and ends as quite another or not this becoming of the plot is well thought out, and so people are trying to address it mm. at the level mm. of like oh this is difficult so I'm going to write a review which is difficult and something and I just wanted to say it's like straight up you know like read the book page by page and the book tells you what it's about like mm. there's nothing there's nothing remarkable in this book 
or surprising in this book. If you if you read the book as a straightforward text, right. but people go, oh, it's about philosophy. I've got to start reading this as a something, something, something. Mm. And I'm like, why? You don't, like all of this philosophy stuff, you're playing their game if you start reading into, if you start yeah. like trying to do, you know, deconstructivist literary critique about other deconstructivist literary critique right. of other stuff and other stuff and other stuff yes. and you get so deep into it and you're like yeah but in the end it doesn't matter that Hegel was underlying this and underlying underlying and underlying like because because all of that deep level stuff again any philosophy in that direction is indistinguishable from religion and anything too deep into that kind of way is indistinguishable from an ai writing it or you know the so-called experiment or whatever it is yeah. like any time that you push past what's actually relevant in people's lives mm. or what people can connect to in an emotional way in an intellectual way once you're just playing games once you're just playing tetris with concepts it, it, there isn't anything there anymore. It disappears because that's literally what Tetris does. Yeah, yeah. You go, oh, I fit it all together and it disappears. And you're like, well, that was helpful. It's like, turns out not helpful at all. You just cleared those four lines or whatever yeah. it is because you slotted this piece in and it's poof and it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. So anyway, there was this one review which I found, not on Goodreads. It's by um, the ethically trained programmer whose name I, well, I guess I can click about because I want to give him credit here. Carl M. Johnson is a philosopher and programmer. And this review is really, really good because he is actually addressing this. He's talking about this in the way of like, I gave up Twitter. Why did I give up Twitter? Thanks pretty much entirely due to reading the first two chapters of The This by Adam mm. Roberts. And he, and he frames a review and talks about the same topic in the thing about what it's like to be part of the hive mind on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and he's talking about, you know, um, if materialism is true, the United States is probably conscious. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they're talking about, you know, with this 1984 part. You know, all of these different bits and pieces he's saying, yes, it's sort of like, it's good. Like, what is the main character and the current thing? You know, these these Twitter kind yes. of... Yes. Have the you seen the current thing yes. as well like that? Yes, yes. Yes. And you're like, oh, the current thing, the this, like what is, you know. I mean, like this is literally what uh, a search, the search and the hashtags are there for. Yeah. Like, like this is this is they, the, the uh, current thing. If you want to talk about it, hashtags are the, what do you call it? The neurons, not the neurons. What are the connections between the neurons? Whatever the connections between neurons are. The nodes? No, maybe neurons are the connection. No, brain cells, whatever the, anyway, I don't want to get too much into this, but right. it just goes into it. And he says as well, sort of like, um, you know, oh, there's this other thing about, uh, I, I can't remember it. It's it, it, yeah. Anyway, he, he talks about dif uh, different bits and pieces. It's a long blog post. Uh, any sufficiently advanced technology is, is either Whig history or the movement of the dialectic. And I'm like, does again? It's it's fun. He is a philosopher. Yeah, himself. it's fun so, to uh, do all of this. But at the end, you're playing Tetris with plastic pieces. You know. Mm. Um. He actually then does a bit. He also he also said, oh yeah, I also came up with this idea of if you if the um, if you go through uh, like reincarnation, mm -hmm. if it's one soul in the end, you actually only need one soul to reincarnate. I've seen that before as well. He's writing. So this is the kind of thing like uh, this is the one thing by the ethically uh, trained program. And maybe I'll put a link in the show notes. I'm yeah. not quite sure how to do that. In the end, this but is all just ones and zeros as well. I don't know. I that's. I also think that's just distractive as well because <laughs> I'm a very like again. If I'm a materialist, okay, I'm a materialist. You know, I'm yeah. I'm all about. But also, I'm a human, mm. and I the only way for me to live my life to get into Luke's personal philosophy here is that feelings are real. Yeah. 
And if you acknowledge that feelings are real, yeah. that gets you a long way to living a life. Yeah. And there can be, a, for me personally, in my own philosophy and all of the different things that I think about, I don't believe that belief is should is is a thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think belief should be anything that you shape your life by. In fact, I think a belief is something that somebody hasn't thought about enough yeah. to to actually weigh up how oh, yeah, beneficial it is or not. It's in ways to co to to reduce complexity of yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah. You just say, then, oh, I believe that. And, yeah. But actually, if you want to grapple with an idea, you have to take it beyond what belief is yeah. and into, are you going to let it affect your life or not? Because yeah. if you are... You have you can't just believe something. You should be doing some reading up about it, considering possibilities, doing some like logical, like weighing things up in a much more I don't know, you know how. Which how, is hard. It's it, difficult. It's very hard. It's difficult, and I live it, and it's very exhausting. But here's the thing: I combine <laughs> not like not wanting belief to affect me too much yeah. by believing that emotions are real and feelings are real. Yeah. And if I do that, even though I don't really believe in free will, but if I live my life not not basing it stuff on belief but con considering feelings and and feelings and emotions to be real mm -hmm. i can live a really good life like i have my own personal philosophy in all these different ways mm. of like maximizing goodness and doing all of this kind of stuff and you know utility and you know desire utility and all these other kind of stuff all this philosophy that i've read mm. i can create something which betters my life mm. and none of that is based on any of this deep German stuff, you know, this yeah. deep German philosophy. It's that for none of me that's not useful. What I believe is feelings are real and emotions are real. Yeah. And if you believe other people's feelings and emotions are real and desires are real or whatever you want to do, suddenly life can be great. Yeah. And if you have a philosophy, in my own philosophy, which again, it's not rigorously worked out, but I don't feel the need to do that, if you know what well, I mean. Well, it's just yours. Because you, it's mine. You don't, you don't like, really need to explain it to people want to ask me about my philosophy, they'll be like, how come you've, like, how come you've done, how can you've done a science fiction book review podcast for over 15 years? And I'm like, I've got lots of reasons behind this. But again, a lot of it is like post-rationalization of, of what to do. But at the heart of, at the core of it, I have some very d deep um, you know, I was going to say beliefs, but they're not beliefs. They are well considered things. You know, if 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 I don't want to get like start doing my own game of like playing with the words and stuff, yeah. I can't call them beliefs anymore. No, um, philosophy, whatever, like that. But I don't want to get too deep into that because again, it just becomes um, plastic playing with plastic toys. And for it to be meaningful and it disappears to disappears when you slutter together. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't disappear, but it's not satisfying for everyone. And because no. it can, it can just be too easy. Well, like, well, it, that's too, that's too easy of a philosophy. It's like, oh, do you want me to like come up with new words and like write really dense language about it? Yeah. And then it's not easy anymore because it's difficult to understand. And I can do this long dialectic and I can invent these two characters, have a conversation between each other about like asking questions and going back and forth and all this bullshit. And you're like, don't need all that bullshit. I don't believe we need all that bullshit, hmm. which means I've not thought about it. If that bullshit really is enough, that's what I mean by believe. That I, mean, I haven't thought about it enough. Anyway, I have enough one. Of this podcast. No, I have one question okay. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said we were setting setting up the idea of recording a podcast today, and I said, "Oh yeah, uh, let's do it half an hour." And you said, "Oh yeah, I have these." notes and i can structure them really well into four things didn't look at my notes exactly didn't that's what happened and now we have talked about i this did write obnoxious music hour. and juggling acts yes uh 
showed her 32 teeth. Um, okay, no, no more notes now. Oh, because the, the, the podcast is now over, and the, I want your rating the of audio, this. I the, want your rating of this book. The uh, the audiobook narration says the zeroth law, and I paused and I was like, what? And I was like, oh, the zeroth. You know, like oh, when you zero-th. have zeroth. You know, like you have zero. the first, the second, third. What the if there's a law in, like like in the you know what's the zeroth law of robotics? And he said it's the zeroth law of something. And I was like, what? Anyway, I made a note of that because I was just like this. Yeah, very. It's very Black Mirror. So if you like Black Mirror, um, Abby Normal wasn't a good joke in the original. No, I think I've done all my thing. Oh, also two other things. Uh, not two other things. Some of the stuff he's talking about, I was like, is this Adam Roberts being really clever, or is he taking other people's philosophy? He talks about the odorless god, which I thought's really good. Thought that whole section about the odorless god was really fun. And he's also got the Anthropocene and the toy scene, mm. like what eras of of yeah. human history. Yeah. And I made a note here, sort of like these are this is really good fun, but I'm not sure if it's Adam Roberts' own his, his mm. ideas mm. that he's like fictionalizing and putting into a book. Because if they are, great. Adam Roberts, very clever. Really enjoyed your philosophy kind of stuff and your like sociology and like fun stuff. Really good stuff there. Um, but I was saying, or is he cribbing from somewhere else? I just don't know about that. If you know mm. what I mean? I think it must be his, might be his own stuff because mm. he wouldn't be maybe wouldn't be so blatant about cribbing somebody else's stuff. There he wants to hide it in like you know trying to be clever stuff. Okay. Rating of this book. Yes. I'm conflicted because I think there is a lot of five star stuff in this, mm -hmm. but it is dragged down by the wrong kind of literary dick swinging for me. Right. In someone intentionally making characters intentionally bad to so you, they're difficult to spend time with. And I think if he was more confident, he could have just written about loneliness and, and how people who aren't nice people Uh, isolated from other people without making me spend quite as much time with the person and not wanting to spend time with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's this very difficult balance to strike about writing about unpleasant people. Yes. And how them being unpleasant, or maybe not unpleasant, but just sort of like not interesting. How do you write about not interesting people, but make it interesting enough to spend three and a half hours of an audiobook with them? Yeah. It's really difficult. And for me, he didn't pull it off. Mm-hmm. Combined with these like two or three or four different novel ideas that he's got, like or short story and novella ideas crammed together, it just doesn't work. Right. Just doesn't work as a novel. Right. And it's not because I think it's too difficult. Let's just say I'm not going to write a, a Goodreads review or like, oh, Adam Roberts, he's so clever. It's like, yeah, he is very clever, and he's trying to, he's intentionally trying to be obnoxious about it. And I don't want to spend time with someone who's intentionally writing obnoxious stuff. Yeah, because then what happens for me if I read a book like that? I get too much into questioning everything that I'm reading. And I don't want to read a book where I'm constantly taking out of reading a book by my thoughts going yeah. other directions. That's what I'm saying. The only way I could get through this is by intentionally yes. not, not doing that. Not trying to concentrate yeah. and trying to dig down into it. Because I was like, no, I'm going to get down to it. And it's going to be like, oh, what's this thing? And I'm going to dig down and it's going to be another Beatles lyric. And I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to discover that this person's name is sort of like, oh, and they're named after this Beatles character in their song. And this one's named after... I was like... Then there isn't a thing at the end of it. Yes. You know, there isn't yeah, yeah, a, exactly. you know, so I actually intentionally stopped trying to read too much into mm -hmm. it and just take it on its face. Yes. You know, and, and that's maybe that's what, what Adam Roberts doesn't do. want to do. But if he doesn't want me to do, like if he wants people to read into it, just make it nicer or yes. more fun or more chronological. Like you don't have to be switching around in that way, even though in the Bardo, sometimes you live a life in order and sometimes it can come back and out of order. I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. 
Okay, so you still haven't actually said any rating yet. I want you to put down a rating. Three stars. Three stars. Okay, there we and go. And it's not recommended for anyone. Listen to the podcast that I just did and read this review of this other guy who's the ethical programmer. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe... make a decision. No, not even no? that. No, actually, read the first chapter of this book because okay. that in the bardo is really, really good. Okay. And if you're like, I want more of this, understand that there's not very much more of this. Mm-hmm. And then read the first chapter about... Um, you know, rich, and you're like, do I want more of this? And if you do want more of this, there's a lot more of that to come. Okay. Yeah, that's a good approach. And I guess that's why the blurb starts off with that. So people out there, approach this book, go into your library, don't buy it, go (laughs) to the library and approach it through the library. I I think that's the best way of doing it. What SFBRP listeners talked about this, let me go up here. Um... Uh, Carlex rated it uh, rated it four stars. Uh, yeah, he, I cannot contribute. I I think I can contribute little to this review. Uh, what does he say here? The great concept of the toy scene. Yeah, there's some good stuff in here. I'm sorry if I, I've been unclear with this review. Do I recommend it? Yes, but bear in mind that it is a book by Adam Roberts. Again, this is my first book by Adam Roberts, so I right. didn't really know what I was getting into. Yeah. Ryan rated it four stars. Uh, Tom rated it three stars. A high three. Joshua, five stars. Santos Lopez rated it three stars. And then like nine other people have put it in their want to read list. But yeah, this is very much like if you look at this graph of community reviews, this has got a lot more four stars than five stars. Yeah. Um, And I think that what's happening there is a lot of people are going, hey, there's good stuff in here, but it's flawed. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, it's flawed down from what could have been a five-star book down to a three-star book. And I think most people are saying, hey, this is really interesting. There's some really good stuff in here, but it doesn't hit the mark. Yeah, that's definitely how it looks like. And also, I'm I'm not sure if it could hit the mark. I could have given it four stars if it wasn't for like the, you know, the name Alan Rigby, like just immediately taking me out of it as soon as I realized what his name was. All right. That's it. That's the review. Okay. Uh, what's next? I finished uh, a, a short story collection called The Unreal and the Real. Mm. Selected stories by Ursula K. Le Guin. We can talk about that. Okay. Because there is quite a fun, there's quite a lot of science fiction short stories. I, I in bet. There. <laughs> and, uh, and it might be worth talking about. And also I look back and it's been like over 10 episodes since I've reviewed a novel by a woman or yes. a female i author. noticed that did you notice that? i did notice that. i noticed that when i was looking for the next book that i wanted to read i i did notice that and um to be honest it is also noticeable in the themes and topics that we talk about mm-hmm. and it's just it's just yeah no it's something I, I do notice. unfortunately i started in this time of reviewing uh what is this when was the last one uh, 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 yeah, 511. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten books in a row, and now including this way, that's 11 books in a row. Yeah. In that time, I've started and abandoned five books by women. Mm. And I'm not abandoning them because they're by women. I also abandoned some books by men as well. Yes. I just, just didn't get up to review it, get, get up to the point of reviewing those books as well. Okay. And some of the bits and pieces. I think, What's I, that? I think, and I have now an idea for a special episode. What's that? I I hope you're keeping track of those books because I think we should do an episode about books abandoned, I abandoned books. No, no, I can't do it. There were things to say. Some of them I did abandon, but that's the thing. I don't always keep in track of that. Even that, that Murderbot book, the number yeah. six. Oh, yeah, so and I was like, I started reading it. And I was like, wait, what are these bookmarks from August last year? It turns out I already listened to a complete Murderbot like short story or novella or whatever it is. Yeah. Completely forgotten about it. Couldn't, couldn't, remember, couldn't even remember having read it or listened to the audio book until I borrow it from the library again and find previous bookmarks of my own in the book so i just 
abandon it again. No, I mean, not that I would do a full review of another Murderbot, but on yeah. the Geek Nights podcast, they're doing Murderbot read-through. And I was like, oh, I'll catch up. Yeah. And I was like, I did catch up and completely forgot about it. Yeah. And so didn't didn't catch up with that one. Yeah, so we've got an hour and 10 minutes. I'm so sorry this has been a long podcast. Let's get some lunch and some Formula One will start. Oh, no, I'm still on Greek time with yes. my laptop. It's uh, in an hour to one. Formula One. Let's All watch right. some... Not hopefully Max Verstappen not winning another race in a row. <laughs> this will date the podcast for people listening in the far future. Yes, if you're interested in in, in uh, Formula One and science fiction book review podcasting, yes, that's it for much from us. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.